need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Are you feeling more fatigued than festive? Then this show's for you because today we're talking about how to navigate a busy social schedule. Right here on Polly Campbell, Simply Said. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Polly, and you're listening to Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. And let me tell you what, today we're going to talk about how to manage our social calendar so we can feel all those things, because it's a busy time of year, right? I mean, this week alone, I have a full work schedule. I have a couple of dinners. I'm looking forward to attending, but I'm also nervous because my schedule is feeling really full. I have a doctor's appointment. My daughter's working. She has an appointment I need to help her get to. There's a lot going on. And then you throw the holidays into a mix and time spent with families and a choir concerts and plays and all the things that make a festive holiday season for families. And it can feel like it's the walls crushing in. Maybe that's just me because I'm more introverted, right? I'm very happy with a book on the chair. And last week, we spoke with Nick Gray, who talked about the fail-safe two-hour cocktail party. And one of the things he talked about was having a set start time and a hard end time. And that made sense to me. But today, we're going to offer a couple of other ideas and tips about navigating the social schedule of the holiday season or any time really for introverts and people that do want to connect with friends because that's healthy and fun for all of us but get a little nervous when their schedule starts to fill up too much. You know we've got a lot to pack in in this family in the next 30 days and most of it are things that I want to do that are meaningful to me to see friends that I haven't been able to see for a while. I'm going to spend some time with my mom and dad and sister. Uh, My husband's taking some time off from work. So we're going to hang out and do some things. That's important to me. It's people first connections that I want to have. But there are other things that I know would be enjoyable that I've already had to say no to. Because I knew that if I just said yes to everything that came my way, I would feel overloaded and not enjoy anything. I'd be impatient with the people I love the most, and I would be more stressed out than able to relax and uh, enjoy the season. So I think this is important to do at any time, and it seems pretty obvious, and yet we have a hard time doing it, and that is saying no 
Choose only the things that add meaning to you, the things that would be fun for you. It doesn't mean in the things that really can only be done during the holidays. Like my family, the three of us have a tradition where we go out to a nice dinner and then we drive around and look at the Christmas lights. It's pretty short. It's pretty limited. It's very low stress. But if I'm saying yes to everything else, that time with my daughter and my husband isn't going to happen. And that's a tradition that's important to each one of us. So there are things I'm saying no to that can take place at any point. Some of these dinners that I do want to go to because I want to see my friends and connect with them in a meaningful way, they can happen later in January. So those are the things I'd say no to now. Not because they're not meaningful to me, but because I can postpone them where certain things during the holiday season, I cannot. Since I'm going to pick and choose and only do a few things this season, I'm going to postpone the other things that can be done in January. And the way I handle that is I schedule them now. I would love to see you. I can't do it in December. Is this something we could do in January or February? And most people are overfilled, overbooked themselves. And so uh, they're looking to do that as well. As part of this, go for the joy. We have a lot of things to choose from. And I think things feel lighter and easier to manage when we are laughing and smiling and getting excited about the things we're going to do or sharing stories. That's when the social events feel easier to manage. Even the things I want to do, I walk in with a certain amount of anxiety. It, it's not that I can't do it. It's not even that I don't want to do it. Although I never want to do it until I get there, right? That's the truth of my nature. But it's that I, I get nervous. I'm, I'm kind of a doofus. I don't know what to say. And, and it, it bothered me. Even if you can't tell on the outside, it, it's part of the anxiety that I live with when I go into different social environments. That anxiety can often keep me from going at all. And I don't want to do that anymore. So I've just decided to go after the joy. I wear clothes that I like. I laugh at myself. I find things at the event that make me smile or build authentic happiness and curiosity and meaning. And when we can smile, that diffuses the early anxiety that can get in the way of enjoying the event. What we know is when we give a true smile, when we let our face move that way, it changes our biology so that it also boosts our mood. This happens without us even thinking about it. So before I go, I look for ways to fire myself up. I'm not kidding. I look for ways to get excited and to laugh at myself and to smile. I notice the little things in my house or the silly things I'm doing, like I'm going out on a first date or something. You know, it's been years since I dated, but that's how I feel before I go to a social gathering. And so I just have fun with that. I know that's part of my nature and I know it makes me nervous. And now I can laugh at it. And I can also find the gratitude and appreciation in the moment that I'm being included in these things, that I've got people I truly want to see. And that authentic smile, that authentic feeling helps boost my mood. And a positive mood makes it easier to walk in. And once I'm in, we're good to go, right? So make sure you're choosing the things that you want to do right now, 
Do the ones that are a priority for you right now during this month and then find the joy. Go after the joy in that day, in that moment as you prepare to get ready. Set a time limit. Nick Gray talked about this. Have a plan before you go about how long you'll stay. This helps me. This is like my trap door. I almost always overstay my welcome, right? I almost always stay longer than what we plan because I get into it and I have a good time. But walking in with a time limit in mind reminds me that I'm not going to be overwhelmed, that I won't be completely fatigued and collapsing on the floor. Because for introverts, although the social environment can be fun in many ways, it's depleting. I I lose energy. I give a lot of energy out in that environment and it's exhausting for me. Others, extroverts, pick up energy from being around crowds of people. I'm different than that. And that's okay. I know that now. It's not a bad or good thing. One isn't better than the other. But for me, when I'm going into a social environment, it makes it easier for me to really enjoy myself when I know I'm out of there at five or I'm out of there at eight or whatever is an appropriate time limit for the event you're at. And then protect your quiet time. On the days when I'm going out, on the days when I have a long work schedule, I get up early so I can have alone time in the morning before everybody's up. I sit in the house quietly. I do my morning pages. I do my meditation. And I find pockets of quiet time throughout the day. Now, this is true no matter what I have going on, whether it's the holidays or not. I do better with my family, with my friends. I feel better in my body and mind if I have taken quiet time throughout the day. Time to reflect, time to relax, time to just uh, create and think of ideas and, and solutions to things. So no matter how busy the season is, I am always looking for ways to protect my quiet time. That means some real early mornings for me and it's worth it. I'll sit there with some dim lights on and a cup of coffee and I'll allow myself to wake up and think about these things. And and no matter what I've got going on, no matter the time of year, I look for times all throughout the day to take many breaks. Whether you're an introvert or extrovert, I don't really think we need to label each other. We all need time to decompress, to take a breath, do some deep breathing disengage from our desk, from our coworkers, go outside, breathe in the, the winter air, or do something that allows you not only to pause from the busyness of the day, but to really take it in, to be grateful for this moment. Um, when I'm in a social environment, and that can be a work meeting, or a workshop, or a party, or a dinner, um, you'll find me disappearing every once in a while. And, and chances are I'm in the bathroom, just washing my hands, taking a minute, smiling over the conversations I've had, thinking about people I want to meet, just breathing, disengaging for a minute. It keeps me from getting so tired and helps me to be more present and focused with the people that I'm visiting with that night. So when I decide to do a social outing with other people, I want to go all in. I want to be engaging and part of it. There's so much I can learn and I've met so many cool people and I just want to soak that up. I don't want to avoid it. But I find that I need a pause sometimes from the noise of the environment to just take a deep breath. And so I'll, I'll head outside for a second or I will head into the bathroom and just take a pause. This is about knowing yourself so that you can 
understand how you can enjoy the moment better and really engage with people in a deep way. I think it makes everything more fun. And as part of that, I've got a special technique I'm going to talk about when we come back from this break. Something that has become a favorite practice of mine, and it has changed everything. I'll tell you what that is when we come back in just a minute on Polly Campbell Simply Said. And we're back. This is Polly Campbell, Simply Said, and I'm Polly on the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. And today, we're talking about how to navigate the busy social season, right? Because there are special things going on, different things, traditions that we want to do, musical concerts and dinners with friends and festive gatherings and all of it. It's all a whole lot of fun and it can feel overwhelming by the end of it too. So over the last few years, I've, I've, as I've learned about myself a little more, I, I am more in touch with the things that I could do to make the holidays more fun, but, but more importantly, so that I can really engage and be present and connect with the people at the events that I decide to go to. And remember, I said at the top of the show, I don't go to everything. There are some things I postpone until after the holidays. There are some things I just don't do. It's not because they wouldn't be fun, but it's because I emotionally and physically don't feel well when I'm overbooked. And if I'm going to show up and be a downer, then that's not healthy for anyone. I don't want to bring that kind of energy to the event. So I pick and choose about what my body and my emotions and my brain can handle in that moment. And I make sure I have plenty of quiet time on either side. It can be hard to get especially during this time of year when my family's going in different directions. However, I will get up early and carve that out, or I will sneak away in the middle of an event and just get a few minutes of quiet to regroup. The whole point is I want to enjoy this special time of year, and I want to enjoy the people I'm with and the things I'm doing and be present and engaged because when we come together, it feels good. It's good for our health and it's fun and you learn all kinds of new things and you hear things. It's a good thing. And I don't want to become so overwhelmed that I can't enjoy it. So these are some of the things I, I use to get through it. And I've been practicing for a few years now because for a while I would just go all in and then I'd end up feeling really depleted. So I've learned a few things and and they work for me and I thought they might benefit you too. But this is one of the most interesting techniques that I use that I'm going to share with you right now. And it's it's about reinterpreting the signals you're getting from your body. Now, several years ago, I read a study that looks at stress and our body's response to stressful stimuli. Think about it. You're going to stand on a stage in front of 500 people and give a speech. Now, your body, chances are, sends out a whole bunch of signals about that. Maybe your heart rate quickens. Maybe your mouth gets dry. Maybe your hands sweat. I don't know what it is for you. But it's how we interpret those signals that determines whether we feel stressed or not, right? Another person might have those same physical signals, our body responding to the stimuli of the crowd, and say, oh, I'm getting really excited. I feel really excited here. When I walk into a social gathering, even one 
with very good friends, there is always some anxiety for me. It makes me nervous. What am I gonna say? What am I gonna, am I gonna get too tired? What am I gonna do? What if I'm stupid? You know, all those things. I mean, I, honestly, and, and people laugh because they meet me at these things and I'm very polite and I enjoy them. I have a good time meeting people and they would never know, but my heart beats a little faster and I feel tension in my shoulders. I feel anxious when I walk into any social gathering. In the past, I've really looked at that as a negative. I've really interpreted those signals as, oh, I can't do this. Oh, I don't want to go. I'm, I'm such a dork. And I've sent all these, you know, this, all the self-talk has gone through my brain. When I've had these physiological signals, my body's responding in a certain way, like all of our bodies do. I've interpreted those signals as a negative. When in reality, it's just because I'm excited, right? It's my body preparing me to be successful in that environment. It's priming me to be alert and energized. And by reinterpreting those physical signals and signs as excitement or as curiosity or as gratitude or as joy, we can change how we feel in the environment itself. Think about the times you felt excited what's going on in your body there. And think about the times you felt anxious. My heart beats a little faster. I breathe a little shallower, but it's the same thing, right? It's the same physical symptom. Research has shown that when we reinterpret the physical signals our body is giving us and call it excitement over stress or recognize that it's our body preparing us for the event, it's doing its thing, it's adaptive, it's healthy, it's a healthy response, we do better and we enjoy it more. I love this idea that we can change how we feel and how we navigate the world with how we interpret what's going on in our body. It's up to us, right? We've talked on this show about how we think changes how we behave and that changes our reality. So this is part of it. Next time you go into an environment where you're feeling a little nervous or anxious, Pay attention to what your body's experience is. Become mindful and recognize that this is your body's natural response to prepare you for the fun thing ahead. And I think you'll feel better. It's worked for me. It's crazy. I love it. <laughs> I love learning stuff like this. So I hope it helps you too. Another thing I do is twofold. I set the intention for what I want to experience. If I just want to meet one new person, if I want to have a good time, if I want to feel grateful, I set the intention for the experience I want to have. If you're going to your child's choir concert in the middle of a busy week, maybe your intention is to sit there and soak up the holiday music and just enjoy it. If you're headed to your spouse's office party, maybe you just want to introduce yourself to one of the coworkers you've heard so much about. Joining a family gathering, my intention is to experience gratitude and to enjoy the quirky personalities and, and the fun discussions that we can have. Not to focus on the upsets, right? That can be part of that too. And as part of this, set the intention for the experience you want to create. It's your responsibility. And then drop the expectations. People can be how they are. And you can accept yourself for how you are and how they show up. We don't have to judge each other. You don't have to like them. 
You don't have to spend a ton of time with them. But nobody has to act in a certain way. Instead, be curious about what is going on. Instead of being focused on how things should be or should go or what you'd like to happen, pay attention and have fun with what is happening. And appreciate the beauty of a fine art piece, even if it's not the style we want hanging in our house. And we can do that for each other too. Humans are fascinating and loving and interesting and difficult and complex. We are multi-layered. So when you're in an environment where you're around other people, instead of being overwhelmed by it, take the pressure off. Instead of expecting people to behave and act a certain way, get curious about what is going on. And the experience will be more interesting and fascinating then upsetting. And remember, you have that hard departure time, right? Remember, we walked in knowing what time we were going to leave. So you always have an escape route. But instead, be generous to others. Ask about them. Show interest. Be patient. We all walk in and have a certain amount of upset or stress or self-doubt or insecurity. There are people we love, the people we don't love so much. But if we're generous and recognize the humanity in each of us, we'll have compassion for ourselves and for others. And that really makes the environment be more fun. You know, if you're going to the bar, offer to get someone a drink, even if you don't know them, if you're headed that way. Smile, introduce yourself when others walk into the room. Be patient and appreciative and understand that there isn't much that kindness doesn't improve. Most times, especially this time of year, people are doing the best they can. We all need to learn how to come together in a way that allows for our diversity, for our independence, for our different ideas and beliefs and backgrounds and customs. And the holidays, then any time we can come together can be a great time for learning and connection. But go easy on yourself. It isn't easy being an introvert in the midst of a busy world. But how you manage that is up to you. And these things... I think they can help. And when we practice coming together with respect for extroverts and introverts and all kinds of people and all kinds of things, when we drop the expectations, set the intentions for what we want to create, then we'll all live well, do good, and be happy. Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid. Electric acid.